Where do you think we started this podcast? Mm. Then I'll go with my answer. Why do I think? As in, I guess it's not really spur. Maybe it's a bit spur of the moment. Yeah. But, mm. for me, generally it's because uh, we've always been able to talk about topics for quite some time. Then I thought like, why not just do a podcast? Like hours on end. Yeah. Like it could be anything random, but then we end up like talking about it for three hours. Mm. And so like the I guess for me personally it's just to it's an interesting outlet, I guess. To share some ideas uh personally on certain topics, etc. Yeah. <clears throat> but we have always been able to talk for huge amounts of time, so probably that's like the first mm. key thing, right? Yeah. For podcasts, because usually the format is like an hour long. Mm. And if one person is quite awkward, then I guess it doesn't work out. Or if there's no chemistry, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. the word will be chemistry. Mm. Yeah, and three hours. Sorry? Three You've hours? been able to talk like three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a lot of it is just jumping around between topics. So, like, to us, as in, to me, it was, like, interesting that, I mean, if we can do it for so long, then that's why not, you know, like, record it, uh, and then see where, where it goes, lah. So, it was yeah. just a, a bit of more exploration on uh, what we can do with the format, as well as how things might progress eventually, la. But I would say that, ideally, um, uh, I would like it to be an ongoing thing, like, maybe it can be something like the a form of tracking your progress uh, in some sense. Uh, like how you grow uh, okay. along uh, okay. uh, in your life as well. That's something yeah. that I never really think about. Yeah, that's just me. Okay. Truly. That's a interesting motivation to have. Yeah, because like... It's very uncommon. You must have some gain, as in some intrinsic gain from the thing that you're doing. For you to enjoy it. If not, you won't be doing it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but let's say even for a hobby. But the question is why why are we doing it despite it gonna be listened to maybe like one person? Mm, I mean you have to start somewhere. Like I mean at the end of the day, the motivation might not be to have a very huge listenership or etc. But I mean nowadays a lot of things just it's just random uh. It takes Yeah It takes uh, How to say A stroke of luck sometimes For things to Become big Okay Yeah So Like A lot of things are so random Like It's a very hypey Kind of feel I get What do you mean hypey kind of feel? Like uh, A lot of people get famous for Ridiculous things Uh Yeah So it's like Sometimes it's not really about talent, it's just being... So it's like viral. Yeah, talking it's about viral, viral stuff. So it's like being lucky at the right time. time. Yeah. Then you get your fame. Yeah. Then with that, with the fame comes, I mean, uh, obviously money. Uh. So yeah. it's just the way it works now. But I think one... One thing that... I think a very... Probably the number one podcaster in the world, mm. Joe Rogan said, he was like... It doesn't matter what you do because like any field will be quite saturated. Yeah. Right. So 
You just have to go ahead and do it. Yeah. Because you won't know until you try. Yeah. yeah. And saturation is not an excuse, an excuse uh, basically. Because a lot of people feel that, oh, you know, maybe, let's say YouTubing, like, sure, there's like hundreds and millions of YouTubers, but how come only a few succeed? And it's even, not easy, yeah. It's not easy. And even if you look at those, like, not say very huge channels, channels with, like, few hundred, I mean, few hundred thousand subscribers is actually quite decent, right? Yeah. They are, they are doing a, a, I mean, good enough, I mean, yeah. for their living in terms of, and actually, you don't look at them, like, few hundred thousand subscribers. Sometimes for that amount of subscribers, the amount of uh, advertisement income that they can get from sponsorships and etc. is much larger than you think. Because to have organic, like, few hundred thousand people to look at those sponsorship is, like, from advertisement point of view, is actually very good. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, it's also very targeted because it's, let's say, your audience trusts you enough and you choose to endorse it. Obviously, they also must know that you don't endorse random uh, advertisements. Yeah. Then they are more likely to buy into the advertisement. Then, let's say, you just randomly broadcast it on like let's say on the road or on the bus or on the train because most of the time people don't care about this kind of random advertisements because they tend to trust uh, information from people they trust yeah I would say so yeah but like I get that every everybody has to start from somewhere Mm. but what about the 99% who fail you know do you ever think about that hmm Definitely, yeah, but I mean, like, you have to go through, like, a lot of failures, then you'll get that maybe one moment of success. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, actually, you see, if you look at a lot of old YouTubers, right? That's probably the key. That's probably the key. It's just constant dedication. Like, you see the initial videos, like, probably, like, maybe few hundred views. Now, maybe probably a few thousand views. And it's ongoing for a few years if you track back to their oldest video. Yeah. They only have, like, maybe a few hundred, few thousand views for maybe... Three to five years. That's a dedication. Yeah. That's that's quite crazy. I think another thing that was mentioned by Joe Rogan is about pivoting. Like, sure, you try something, it doesn't work. Mm. Then pivot. Keep yeah. pivoting. Yeah. Like, adapt to the situations. Adapt to, like, audiences. And uh, I guess it's a very important skill anywhere. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ability to adapt. Like, career-wise yeah. and stuff also. Yeah. So, I guess everywhere you have to be able to adapt. I mean, if you're talking about a full-time career, it's, it's the same thing. Right? You can't expect the thing you're doing to be the same constantly if you're looking at a long enough time frame. Like, maybe you'll be doing the same thing for maybe one or two years, but things will change. Yeah. yeah. So, you are you still have to adapt. You have to learn new skills. You have to learn, etc. So, I think that yeah. also, that's a very important skill to have. How will you say motivation? One of the motivations is money. Definitely, this yeah. podcast. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. At, at some at, at some point, like if it gets monetized or something. Yeah, monetized. Uh, obviously we have to look into how it fits with our format and whether uh the people that are approaching us or the people we are approaching are people that we are willing to endorse. Because to me it's a very ethical thing. Like if you don't use the product then I don't oh, yeah, feel yeah. comfortable. Okay, okay. Let's <laughs> let's let's talk about this more, okay. Yeah. This is something that I think is quite interesting. Yeah. What do you think about entertainers who endorse products that they don't believe in? 
Like, what do you think about them as people? <sighs> don't want to be judgy or what, but this is just no, my No, no, no. I'm asking you to be judgy. What? Yeah, no, no, okay. What do you but, personally But my personal think? stance is that, like, uh, it doesn't make me view them in a good light. Like, okay. I mean, true, nah, I mean, the money might be so lucrative that you want to lower your barrier of ethic, like, ethical barrier. Yeah. But for me personally, I won't do it. For you personally, you won't do it. Yeah, because... But... Because once you cross that line, right? Okay. Is you cannot retract it. Okay. Because it's a once you cross it, then you almost likely do it again and again and again. But I feel that money is such a huge attractive power that people will throw all these values out. So let's say, um, maybe. Okay, let's let me give you an example. Mm. So let's say. This hair product can yeah. increase your hair growth. But you tried it out, it didn't work. Yeah. Okay. But they are willing to pay you 200k mm. to advertise it. Mm. Will you do it? Okay, if it doesn't work on you, then does it work on like other people? So you might be the exceptional case. Yeah. So if it's still a, a good enough product, although it might not work on you, but you feel that as in you have seen cases like maybe you work on your friends or your family members. Yeah. Then I think it is okay. It's okay. But like in a situation where it's a fluff product. If it's a fluff product then definitely no. Definitely no. Because for two hundred K. Because it spoils your personal branding. Yeah. And like once you do that right, you will lose people that trust you. The reputation. Yeah, the reputation. I don't think reputation is something that is easy to build. Yeah. But it's something that's very easily destroyed. That is true, uh. but I feel that now people don't really give a shit. No, I think... Like, uh, how ethical you are. Like, if you think about it, right, a lot of YouTubers are making, like, a lot of money just promoting unethical shit. For example, like, this year recently, there was a scandal. I don't know if you know about it. There was this... um. So it's about this website hmm. that sells mystery boxes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they will have this box, then they will package. Loot Crate is it or something like that? Uh, Loot Crate is like for games, but yeah. but this one is like, the concept is they will sell you, maybe you choose like an Apple, Apple iPhone, yeah. and then like a pencil. Yeah. Then they will tell you, okay, um... This will cost you ninety nine dollars, but yeah. you you might get like a pencil or an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. So then you click the row button. Yeah. Then like, I guess the system will calculate a percentage chance of you getting the iPhone or a pencil, la. Like a uh, normal pencil or i i Apple pencil. No, like, cause they have different items that yeah. you can choose on the website. <laughs> yeah. Then some is like very <coughs> ridiculous one. Some is like uh. I don't know, a villa by the beach or something. Mm. Then you just pay a lot more, but then yeah. you might get the, like a wooden pencil. Okay. So it's like you can add things into the mystery box, then you roll for it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Then dependent on, I guess, their algorithm. Basically, I mean, it's, it's a just gambling. gambling yeah, it's a gambling site, basically. Yeah. So, um, I think a bunch of YouTubers were promoting it. Mm. So, after a week or two, then they were caught out. Uh, like, yeah. why are you promoting this to kids? This is like, 
actually gambling, you know. Yeah. But just uh, formatted in a different way. And most people know, like, kids aren't allowed to gamble, but yeah. this somehow, like, fell through the loophole in the law. Mm. Because, I don't know, it's a bit of a grey area, but logically, people know it's gambling. Mm. Yeah. Then this is, like, basically the YouTuber's due diligence fail, or either they are, ethically, they are not. Yeah, but after they get the money and stuff, it doesn't matter. Like, people don't really care that whether they are ethical or not. No, but you must know that, like, in the long term, it hurts them more. No, eh. No. Like, like, I don't know. Infamous. Like, being infamous is now kind of, like, being famous already. You know what I mean? Mm, I get it, but, like, I don't think if you are looking long term-wise, it works out. Okay. Yeah. For me personally, yeah, because like, uh, there's only so much you can do to be infamous. Yeah. Yeah. But unless your entire branding is on you being like non-ethical and being bad on YouTube, then okay, then it makes sense for your channel, etc. Yeah, but I still think the main thing is how much people you pull. Mm-hmm. So let's say, I mean the classic example is the Logan Paul incident, right? Mm. He got banned from YouTube. But because he manages he his ability to draw in so many millions of viewers mm. that YouTube like I mean they just let him continue. Uh. Although mm. there was a period of time he was actually banned for his Yeah. The Sweet Side Forest video. Yeah. Uh. yeah. So there's 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 always this I don't know, money and ethical issue involved that is, I don't know, it's just interesting to me. You know? Like, people can can do ethical shit all the, all the time, get away with it, and still be incredibly rich. Uh. Mm. Yeah. But, I would say... I guess it's still a personal choice. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that, I don't know, as in, there will be a portion of the society that views it as not right. So then they will unsubscribe from his channel. Yeah. So he will lose this part of viewership. So maybe the majority of the people probably don't care. But I would say um, my sense is that I'll just want to focus on the group that like they care about your brand. Yeah, they care about like being ethical, etc. And stuff. Like yeah. I mean end of the day if like only money is your motivation, I don't think that is something that you can push you that far. Okay. It can only push you so far. Okay. Yeah. Because after a while, if you earn enough money and money becomes not a concern to you, then what will push you to, to continue doing what you're doing? It must be something else. It cannot be money anymore. Unless you just need more and more money. Uh. I mean, true, uh, there are outliers that feel that just earning more money is their one true motivation. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think for me personally that is the that is the key key expect. Actually I came up now that you mentioned this about money being not a huge motivator I came across this uh, actor slash director mm. who is quite interesting and inspiring his mm. name is Justin Chon you know Justin Chon sounds very familiar but I yeah same time yeah he's like an actor and director who so now he he focuses on directing movies that he's passionate about. Mm. 
And his movies do really well. Like, he goes into Sundance, which is like probably the biggest film festival. Mm. So, I would say that's successful. Like, in his eyes, like, he's, he's making his dreams. But he's saying like, oh, actually, if I went ahead and take up, like, acting roles, for example, in popular movies, like, he turned down like some role in Pitch Perfect mm. and that movie went to I mean they really made like Pitch Perfect 3 yeah, so mm. it's pretty damn successful mm. yeah he'll probably make like be making a lot a lot more money yeah yeah but still he chose to like be in that creative field yeah so it's a very personal choice huh? yeah. I mean I would I would fault people who you just go down the money path. But it's just that on a personal basis, I don't, I don't see that as... See as myself you doing it. Yeah. So, success is defined by yourself uh, a lot of times. So, um, there's no way to benchmark everyone's success on the same benchmark. Because yeah, yeah. Like, money is just one form of success. To other people, it can be another benchmark. So, just do, do you. Uh, don't have to care so much about but it would be so interesting if like success was redefined you know because it always sounds like success I mean money equals to success Mm, I think it's because of the a lot of it is has to do with many other factors like just the way it's being portrayed and stuff society yeah yeah Yeah. and a lot of expectations on other people and, and like, because money is something that everybody struggles with. Yeah. I mean, end of the day, you still have to earn the income. If not, how are you going to live day to day? So, people use that as a... <laughs> I just thought of this. Uh, as an easy matrix, uh, I mean. Yeah. To define success. I just thought of this. A successful mother would be defined as her kids being, like, successfully rich. Like, when they grow up. I think that still depends. That's quite screwed up, right? I, I think that still depends on really? a lot of people. Because to me, I would view it as the child having this good uh, personality. I mean, personality cannot be good in the sense that it's innate. But I mean, like good character, yeah. etc. All these kind of things, I think makes more more importance in terms of for me uh, to define that the mother has done a good job. Okay. And probably another aspect is like providing the children with enough love and care or opportunities while they are growing up. Yeah. That, that defines a successful mother. Yeah. Like, I mean... No, I mean to society. Oh. Yeah. Right. Like, let's say a mother who raises uh, maybe like one politician and like one doctor and one entrepreneur. Like, oh, then you'll be like, oh my god, that mom is like so... It's like a successful mom. Like, somehow, I feel like it's defined by the kid's success. Really? I don't know how to say. To me, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Because, like, you see, uh, the kid's success can be a stroke of luck or can be, like, his, uh, can be maybe the mom is so bad that the kid don't even like to stay at home. So, he looks for outlet to... <laughs> Grow out and start. Yeah. And then, like, that's why he's successful. That, that can be the, like, the opposite case. Mm. Yeah, so I don't think that is a good judge of like whether the mom is, is good. Okay. 
and successful in bringing up the kids. Yeah. So for you personally, is money a motivation? Money is money a motivation? I mean, like the I don't know total motivation. Okay, for me now, it's about looking at something outside the nine to five mm. job because. I look around, right? And then I look at my parents, right? Mm. It feels... It makes me feel quite... Scared about the future. Like, oh my god, I I will need to work for the next 40 years Mm. to just be able to live okay. You Mm. know what I mean? Mm. Like, it doesn't sound very appealing. Mm. Like, yeah. Like, most people would think having a job is great. Yeah. And I get that you have to work. But mm. having a job also limits your income by basically the hours that you are able to work. Yeah. And usually, you will be underpaid because it's a demand and supply kind of thing. Mm. Companies will always hold a higher... Like power. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying this to like throw shade on I mean normal employees who work nine to five mm. because there's probably ninety percent of the population. Yeah. Yeah. It's just probably not ideal, uh, mm. I would say. And me personally, I do not enjoy my current job. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, kind of like the is it a chicken and egg thing? It's cause you are not doing doing a job that you enjoy. Yeah. So then it becomes like you're just working because of you need a your job. Just like income. Yeah, right? just to survive basically. But that's that's such a sad way of existence though. Yeah, yeah. So so. But it's quite people, common, right? Yeah, it's quite common. Like a lot of people, you see, ah. Huh, your passion might not end up being the thing that is earning you your income. Yeah. It doesn't work that way for everyone. Sadly, yeah, that's life. Yeah. So, um... The okay, but do you feel if you try hard enough, mm. you would be able to make your passion your income? Like, if you try hard enough, yeah, meaning yeah, yeah. that you work 12 hours a day, I think it's possible. No, it's no, just it's, it's possible. very... But very that, very difficult just that uh, compared to let's say if you were to just work a normal 9 to 5 maybe the the income might not be as decent yeah probably you'll be able to survive on your passion yeah but like would it make you very very rich if you are not that lucky or maybe that capable yeah that few most likely not yeah yeah I'm not saying that it's not possible it's just that Realistically looking, uh, the chances Actually, that that's true, uh, that's true. That it I would being, say, as it keep earning you more income than let's say a normal nine to five job is highly unlikely. Yeah, yeah. But I would say that, um, some people, I feel that their friends or family around them should have told them that they suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like let's say you have been doing stand up for like two to three years, mm. and then you invite your friends and family to your like show at on the third year mm. and then you still suck I think like 
they should hold an intervention for you and tell you that probably it's not not a career for you. <laughs> yeah, but okay. What's the what's the minimum time do you think a person should you know really try his best before like he throws in the towel? Because there's because there's always this um breakthrough moment that people talk about, right? Mm. But the thing is, you can never predict the future. Mm. So you never know when you're going to have this moment of brilliance or success or whatever you call it. Uh. And mm. then, let's say you give up before it happens. Mm. It's quite a waste. But is there a minimum amount of time? For me, I would say there's a minimum of time. It's more of like, are you a burden to everyone else? I mean, like, as long as you're not a burden to anyone else, then do you. Okay. So, so like, as long as you are still paying off your own expenses, etc., you're not a burden to anyone. You're not, like, a leech. Yeah. Then you can just continue doing what you want to do. Uh, yeah. So but, there's but, no, like, minimum time. I feel like there is, eh. As in... Like, let's say this guy has mm. been trying to sell, like, pancakes. For the mm. past three years. Yeah. And his business sucks. Yeah. I'll tell him to maybe give up. Like, if he tried everything in his power, you know, like, changing the pancake formula, you know, digital marketing. Mm. Yeah, then, maybe I'll tell him, like, maybe, you know, people just don't like pancakes that much. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but... I think it's more likely that your pancakes are just not nice. <laughs> it's unlikely that... Maybe he's just yeah. like really untalented in making pancakes. I don't know. But yeah. it's quite hard to imagine hacking away at something for three years like it won't do well. I think you will do well to a certain extent, I guess. So whether that certain extent is acceptable to you. Personally. Personally. Like, because as long as you don't burden anyone else. Then you know why I bring this up? Because yeah. there's this... Um, stand-up comedian. Yeah. So, I think last year I was into like, stand-up comedy. Okay. Watching stand-up yeah. comedy. So I went to like co- comedy clubs. I went to pay for like comedy shows. Comedy then clubs as in locally? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's one called uh, Masala or something. Hmm. Yeah. Comedy Masala, yeah. So, I went there... Then there's always this guy. I won't say his name. Uh. Mm. <laughs> there's always this guy. Then he will be the opening act. Yeah. So I've seen him like three times mm. at different venues already. And he always sucks. Eh? Like, he bombs so hard. And it's not only me who thinks that. It's like the whole audience will be like... Crickets. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm thinking like, oh my god. If he has been doing this for like three years, right? I wish, like, his parents would tell him, like, maybe <laughs> it's time to give up this dream. I don't know. Do you agree? I feel like, like you, you, you need to be self-aware enough to mm. know that, hey, maybe I'm actually not funny. Mm. Although my passion is, like, stand-up comedy. Yeah, but you see, the funny thing about that, right, is that stand-up comedy is a very harsh job. Yeah. Because, like, the moment you suck at it, right, there's no response from the audience. Exactly, but... So, so the fact that that hasn't registered in him... Like, the feedback supposed to be like, oh, shit, like, mm. my joke actually bombed so hard, 
Maybe mm-hmm. I should write some more or write different yeah. jokes. But he does the same jokes. Eh. Okay. And so, so so then that's on him that he's Maybe he's thinking like, oh maybe if I tell it in a different timing yeah. or deliver it a different way. But I don't think so, eh. it's just a joke is better. So the Maybe more he's still working at it. I'm, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, but the more likelihood is that, <laughs> uh, people has to be more harsh with him, to tell him that maybe this joke is just not that good. Yeah, uh. but I feel like the silence of the room, you can pretty much, tell right. Yeah, but you know, like some people are just so thick skin. Or optimistic. Yeah. Like oh maybe, wrong crowd. Yeah. Okay, I guess you have to be quite. Positive uh, to be a comedian. Um, thick skin. Uh, I would say thick skin. No, I think it's more like ignoring people's opinion to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, do you watch the recent um, Sticks and Stones by Dave Chappelle on Netflix? No. Okay. I I heard there's a lot of hoo-ha. Controversy. Yeah. Controversy. But I also heard that they say the controversy is not really like that <laughs> controversy. Okay. Yeah. Are you planning to watch it or not? Uh, I never really like Dave Chappelle though. He's okay, jokes. We, we have to edit that part. You, Why? You can't have you can't have that in the, in the podcast. Why? <laughs> it's just my opinion. <laughs> nah, it's just, I mean like I, really, I, nah. I, I just don't like his style of jokes. Okay. okay. Then which which stand up comedian do you do so, you enjoy? So far I like the com comedians who talk about more real stuff. Stand-up comedian. Yeah. So, like, one example would be George Carlin. I mean, like, he talks about... Oh, various, George Carlin. Yeah. Okay. He okay. talks about very real issues. Uh, and he tries to make it funny. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, a, he's an 80s, right? Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Like, he he mocks um, specifically Psychology, Christianity. Religion. Actually, he mocks most religions. Most religions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, almost yeah. all, uh. But like, cause in a funny Christ- way, yeah, because Christ- uh, Christianity is like the majority, like still huge. So yeah, that's most of his jokes. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But he always mocks the government, etc. So there's a lot of like real issues that he talks about, but in a very mocking manner. Yeah. And the reason why people is able to relate because people know it, but they don't yeah. verbally say it or explicitly say it because like they feel like it's not a social norm. Yeah, but that's probably the ability that comedians have. Yeah. I mean, they have to... Right. Uh, they have to edge on all these controversy thoughts. Yeah. Because... They push the boundaries. Yeah, right? Because uh, these are areas where you can draw people in because these are thoughts that people are thinking about but they don't talk about. Yeah. I don't really... I've not thought about stand-up comedy much until recently... Yeah, at first I was like, oh, stand-up comedy, yeah, just to, you know, make me laugh. Mm. But actually, there's so much thought behind it, yeah. right? There's a lot of thought and uh, like they are, ideas they're, that they're trying yeah, to they are, to yeah, the audience. Exactly, it's about all these ideas that might sound like repulsive, but mm. if you think about it more, mm. then maybe like, yeah, actually, why is society this way? Yeah. You know? So I guess to me a good comedian is just for me uh, I feel that it's people that trap on like more real problems uh. Uh, yeah then like all those like nitpicking like those 
just funny jokes there, funny ones, you know, and then like doesn't give much thought to you afterwards. Okay. Because I mean it's funny, true. I would laugh at it, but like after that, there's no like lingering. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I guess George Carlin is one of those that. He's basically a philosopher yeah, yeah, slash comedian. Yeah, yeah. He thinks quite deeply about um atheist yeah, religion and stuff. Yeah. Very strong atheist. Yeah. How about yourself? So who's up your alley? Who's up my alley? I don't know, I I quite like Ansis Ansari. You know the ah, Indian ah, guy? Ah, okay. Yeah, he, he he talks about real stuff in like, I like comedians who can tell stories. Mm. Like, he was just talking about, like, his own, like, dating experiences. That kind yeah. of thing, like, just makes me laugh. Yeah. I think storytelling... It's pretty, pretty good. I, I watch a few of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's the latest one on Netflix. Like, he apologised for the whole Me Too thing. Oh, him. yeah. Yeah, so... He he did kinda addressed it, I guess. I mean he So there's not a not an elephant in the room. Actually did you read about the issue? Yeah yeah, but I mean like honestly speaking, if you if you think about it, probably all comedians fuck around a lot. Uh. Yeah, but it's not about really the fucking around. Uh. It's about the the whole controversy behind it. Uh. So I think it has been widely covered already, but so basically, the girl, like, had sex with him. Yeah. But she did not want to or was uncomfortable yeah. or was felt awkward about yeah. it but still did it anyway yeah. because, like, she she said she showed signs of being uncomfortable but he didn't see them but she didn't say no either. So yeah. it's like... So, so you see, ah, the, thing, the body... No, no, the thing is like... Body language, ah. Body language is not something that everybody can pick up. Yeah, so, so she's like, not saying that she was raped because like there yeah. were no charges pressed or anything. Yeah, yeah. She just said like yeah. he should have I don't know. I guess it's very polarizing. Uh. No, no, to me it's very simple. If it's uncomfortable, you have to verbally say it, then we will know. Uh. I mean... Like, okay, then I'll back away or what? I mean, if the person doesn't back away after a verbal rejection, yeah, then, then, that is, then that's, that's, on, that's on the guy. Yeah. yeah but, then, but I don't like the way that she handled the situation. I don't know how she handled it, but... She it, just went publicly yeah, and told why, her story. Why do you have to tell it publicly? Me too movement. As in, she did tell him after that night. Over text. Then he apologised and stuff. Yeah. So then he settled already, right? Like, unless she feels that it's not settled and she wants something out of it, then she has to do it publicly. Like, yeah, it's very the... iffy that she has to do it publicly when she's not pressing charges or she's not doing... Like, she, she's not saying that he raped her or anything. Yeah. It's just like, if you're uncomfortable, you should have voiced it out then and there. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, you have some regret after that then. Yeah, like, that's, that's what a lot of people were trying to say and trying to defend him, I guess. Because I would say it's defending him. Uh. It's more like, of like looking at the situation. It's just off that because of this movement. Yeah, but choose to. But he 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 got himself into quite a big um scandal of yeah. it. Like anyone caught in that Me Too movement, just 
immediately gets like obliterated. lumped up. Yeah, not obliterated. With all the rest and like hated as a yeah. group. Yeah. Yeah. So he was one of them who was caught up in all this mm. and like his case was like um like there were fifty fifty uh, some some people really don't like what the girl was implying. Some people was like yeah he should have known if if you know her body language was telling that but must okay but okay but a lot of as online, in, I understand what you're talking about no no right? but a lot of online judges right yeah are so bad like they express it right but if it, they're in the situation right most likely they wouldn't have known the body language because uh, they are okay. looking for her yeah 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 but one I, I get what you're saying and yeah. I do not disagree with that if you are uncomfortable you should say no yeah but the thing is, right, I read some comments, right, and I think that it's quite interesting to see the female perspective also. Yeah. Because some of them are just more agreeable in nature. So it's difficult for them to actually reject someone or say no. So it's like, you're caught up in the situation, in the moment, and like maybe you just freeze. Okay. Like, have you ever had that experience where you are just, like, maybe overwhelmed and then, like, you end up not doing anything? But then after that, after thinking through it properly, like, can you understand that? Yeah, I can understand that. But the thing is, like, if you look at it from a logical point of view, that sex is something that you have to engage. Like, there has to have some consent before you engage in it. It's not like, straight away say sex, then you go to sex. And then, like, yeah, but that was the that was another thing also. So she went over to his place or yeah, I think so. Yeah. And like they kiss and make out. Then yeah. after that she felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe he was like awkward with yeah. his hands or whatever. Yeah. Like. yeah. I probably don't need to know the details but yeah. 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 Then I mean, if you really want to fight, I guess you could say like she didn't verbally reject him but I don't know I I do empathize I guess with what some people are saying in the comments I do from the girl girl's point of view like, but how do you get caught up in the moment if you're no like instead of verbally saying no maybe some people communicate physically more than verbally so they'll maybe like turn their body or maybe like try to push you or something I don't know yeah yeah but it's a very iffy situation yeah it's a very iffy situation because like like one one push might be like just pushing then like okay so what does it mean like there's a lot of uh how to say uh, implicit or implicit I don't implicit uh what's that called actions uh, floating around that you don't know whether what she's implying is uh, what she's trying to imply. Yeah. Yeah, and do you you won't know how the guy is gonna read their actions also. Yeah. So but, like, but her her point and I think like some other people's point is uh, that he should be able to read it. You know what I mean? Like uh, as 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 someone like him, right? Yeah. Because he's not socially awkward, he's he's like with People all the time. He's like interacting. No, 
I think I think it's a very it's a flawed uh argument to say that if let's say he is a comedian, he talks interest with people, then he's able to read body language. That's like like how can you read a person's talk? Yeah, you cannot lah. But yeah. let's say okay, let's say you are trying to kiss me, right? Then yeah. I turn my body ninety degrees. You should be able to tell, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. but I mean, she like, said there were body language like that. Okay. To so-called like tell him that she was uncomfortable, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So, like, is there any like elaboration on the type of body language? The one, the details are not very clear. Yeah, so, so like, like, in order to... But it's like, I guess it's a he, he said, she said. Yeah, but in order to escalate from, like, just kissing, right, to have sex, right, there's a lot of steps of, like, body language that you have to express very explicitly, like, you really don't want it, so that we all know it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? There's so many steps. Why are you putting we, it's not we, it's he, that he should know. I mean, like, anyone should know. If they are, if they are, Fighting on the basis that um, that everybody should be able to read body language, then it's a everybody's problem. Like, it's a we problem. You get what I mean? Okay. Cause like then that's like saying like how can you know a person's body? yeah but so it became such that now a lot of people are very confused about this consent issue. Yeah. So. So I know some I, even went to the extent of like videoing like no they are no they are like read a really? report like before having sex people like celebrities are actually taking video content like okay asking the person to say that yes I I agree to I mean celebrity that one I understand no, no because that, but then on the legal, dangerous yeah but on the legal side they actually say that it's technically not like not say not very not uh, admissible yeah not admissible evidence so like then. Then how do you gauge? Like, everybody has a different threshold for consent. You can mm-hmm. Like, I mean, when I talk about the different threshold, I mean, like, in the sense that um, how they want to provide consent. Yeah. Like, in, in, in this specific case, is that she feels that body language rejection is enough to say that she's uncomfortable. Yeah. But, like, that's so unjudgeable, like, in terms of actions or what. You yeah. cannot expect everybody to be able to read a body language. As in that one, I understand. That yeah. one, I understand. Yeah. I, 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 I. So I say I, still I have, agree. Also, I still don't feel a strong counter argument to show that unless it's like a firm no, right? I'm just saying. Yeah. That. Or, or on like, the female's perspective. Yeah, on the female's perspective, like unless it's a some f- of them have difficulty saying no. So I wonder if yeah. that is completely their fault. No, if you have also, difficulty saying no, then. In the first place, you shouldn't have put yourself in a situation to say no. Yeah, that's that's just a big blaming thing, right? Like maybe no, she not, wanted to big. have sex initially, but like halfway through, she didn't want really. I guess that's fine, also, right? Yeah, that's fine. Uh. Yeah. I mean, if halfway through you don't want to, like after kissing, maybe you don't feel it. Yeah, yeah. Then then you have to express it somehow or rather to the opposite party. Yeah. And if the opposite party choose to reject. I guess a lot of people also say like he w- he didn't actually like force her to be there. Like yeah. she could have left anytime. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many steps that she can take to 
get herself out of it. Yeah, yeah. Unless like he forced it like physically on her, then obviously he's in the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So like I don't get how you put yourself in such a situation. On yeah, so many levels. In, you you are saying this as someone who is very um independent or strong will. Like you know if you don't like it then you will like fight your way or like say no that kind. But some people are, are more agreeable and they are like unsure about themselves or mm. you know on the fence about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the the publicly one also was quite sad. Uh. They got caught up in it. Sorry? Who? The Ansi Sansari. Uh. Yeah. Like after it was this story was made public then like Got caught up in it. Yeah, but I think. Like, I guess it, it didn't no, I need think, to be public. Yeah, it could have been settled privately. Like, if she felt that she was uncomfortable or what, then she could have requested more apology. Like, maybe a face to face apology, etc. To, to resolve the situation. She shouldn't have used the public against him. It yeah. was unfair. Because it's not a. Because public he matter. had no control over it. Yeah, and yeah, he suddenly. It just went into the news and yeah. once it goes there, it's yeah. pretty much a done. And it's not like he did anything wrong or anything. Like Even yeah. after that, like he, he mentioned that the next day she texted him and then he like mentioned that he apologised. It's not yeah. like he's saying like, oh, yeah, oh, too bad I had fun or what. Like, very condescending. Yeah. Or, or about That's why I still think he's like, a, it's like a, he's like a good guy. Yeah, he's just caught out in a bad situation. He's like a, but... Just the wrong timing, I guess. Yeah. Like, because of this whole Me Too movement. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, 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 I tried very... I tried very hard to look at the other side. And I'm, then, I'm trying my best also, but... Yeah. There, 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 is, uh, there is some valid points there. Because, I mean, females likely were side the female side, I guess. Because maybe they've been through similar experiences that we probably won't be in that situation. Probably but like if yeah. if you are a girl probably you'll feel more intimidated, I guess, at a with a stranger. Right? Like let's say if you say no then what if he like beats you or something, I don't know. Like it feels harder to say no if you are a girl than a guy. Mm. I don't know. Right. I've never been a girl so I don't know it yeah, yeah, yeah. fits up that's, that's why we but but like it's hard for us I'm not trying to I think well, when I look at the situation I'm not trying to side with the guy either, or, yeah, okay. either side I've, I've been looking for points like good counter arguments for the female side but it doesn't feel very strong okay. you know, it doesn't feel very bad I mean that's fair that's your opinion yeah, that's, that's why I say this situation has been I guess 50-50 yeah. like people Argue for both sides. Yeah. Okay, actually, let's talk about something else. We've been arguing about this. Not arguing, lah. Just. I mean, not arguing. Yeah. Just exploring the. Yeah. yeah. It's not an argument. Yeah. What? Okay. What's your? What's your most recent argument, and who was it with? Argument. Yeah. Uh, like, have you mellowed out how, as how you grow older? How do you define an argument? Like, um, like how both sides were angry. 
Uh, and then you know when it's an argument, uh, basically like I think it's been quite some time. Right, it feels like it's been quite some time for you. I think no, I I tend not to be get very angry. Really. Uh, unless it's something that offends me very very hugely. Like, so like, can you recall? Can't recall. Cannot recall. I mean the typical arguments. I feel like you are really mellow. Eh? Like, yeah. emotionally, I feel like you don't really get angry. Like, the time when we went on the Japan trip, yeah. there were moments that you probably might or should have been be angry. angry. No, like, you, you're border, like, borderline going to be angry, but you, but you didn't. Uh. Like, like, maybe you can give me some context, like, with my situation. Because I don't really recall the... Because from your point okay. of view, you can feel it. Uh, like, I, I can't. Uh, I probably can't judge it as well. I think when we were travelling with our third friend, then there are moments where you don't agree. Ah, on certain points. Uh, yeah. 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 Then that's when like you would bring your ego into it and then like butt hits. But uh. it's not anger either. Like I yeah, wouldn't yeah. call it Anger, it's just like it's just disagree. Yeah. yeah. And oh, then yeah. after the disagreement, it's just like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Like you know usually disagreements will escalate. But then somehow it doesn't, eh? No, because to me it's like I cannot get everybody to agree on my opinion on uh, the way I want to do things. Uh, it's just that I would express it as best as possible to try to reach a uh how to say uh, but both of a decent enough point of view for of myself yeah. to him and of his point of view to me so that I can know where he stands and where I stand yeah. but then like what there's nothing to be angry about it because it's just differing yeah opinions. that's interesting though because people who are unable to convince the other party that their point is right usually they'll get angry you know what I mean yeah yeah but because that they haven't come to the realisation that they are not always right and they can no but it's quite frustrating like if I know that I'm right. Then, I try to convince you, but then, like, I feel like you're so dense mm. to understand what I'm saying. Then it make me angry. You only make me angry if it's like, you are fighting on a point that is a fact. And I know for a fact. That <laughs> no, but you give up before you get angry. Like, you'll be like, I <laughs> just, like, not get angry. Right? You'll be like, oh my god, you're dumb or something. Then you're just yeah. like, then you will end there. Like, you don't actually, like... Escalate to the... Yeah, to the anger stage, right? Mm. I, that's, yeah, that's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. But do you remember any disagreements? Like, I can't remember any because no. it's too... It's too in my note, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it's like... Uh, if it's something I can't remember, probably it's not something I'm angry about. It's just, like, sometimes it's just different opinions. Uh. Yeah. And it's fine, uh. I mean, like, you can't expect everybody to be have the same opinion with you. Actually, I was so convinced that on our 17-day trip to yeah. we will get into a fight. We'll probably fight. But we didn't, which was... Surprising. I mean, there was minor uh, difference yeah, here and there, but like, nothing huge. Uh. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, maybe just... I remember the night we slept and, uh, above the freaking... Charcoal furnace. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then, our whole room was like just smoke. 
Yeah. Then our friend was like, oh man, you're gonna die in our sleep. <laughs> and I was like, so carefree, I was like, ah, yeah, fine. Then you give a shit. That was damn funny. No, I, I probably... Yeah, I was the one who booked the place, so I felt bad. I, I mean, like, I'm probably just, um, very yeah, yeah. casual in yes, terms of, like, correct. the need, like, like, as long as I have a floor, a decent enough house roof to... Like sleeping, I mean, I'm as fine. long as you're not in the rain, kind of. Yeah, as long as I'm not very uncomfortable in a sense. Like, for me, it was quite uncomfortable. The smoke. For me, it was. In the okay. cold. It wasn't like. It wasn't that cold, though. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, but it was cold. Definitely, it was cold. Oh, yeah, for me, it wasn't cold. I mean, like, generally, I, I prefer the cold model. Uh, so, for me, it was fine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, the smoke is kind of annoying I guess to a certain extent but like it's not something that like uh, frustrates me to no end uh. yeah yeah. I know like our other friend was like <laughs> very <laughs> insistent that it's very annoying yeah but he was me, gonna die yeah, yeah but to me it's like, like uh, it's just, just and he violated like all health and safety codes and like Airbnb needs to be made aware of this yeah <laughs> that was quite funny though <laughs> yeah not that I disagree. I I I do agree. I mean, I mean, obviously, like he has a he has a, I mean, he has a point now, but like to me, it's just not a major concern. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try to. So we are going Malaysia next week. Yeah. Week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try to record down like, all the minor, oh. and then I like, try to bring it up again. It's so. I feel like I'm gonna jinx it, uh, but it's like so freaking weird that we don't argue. Right? It's. Unless it's just you, uh, do, you don't argue with any friends on trips, right? No, I can get very intense in terms of trying to bring my point across. Yeah. But I, I don't. Get that. I don't feel offended if the other party has an opposing view. Uh... Because. I think it's valid for people to have opposing view and it's important for me to know the opposing view so that I can better construct. <laughs> but most people don't have that mentality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most people are really, really polarizing. Yeah, so so if I can sense that they are uncomfortable with my point of view, yeah. I pull back. Okay. I, I, I generally tend to be able to sense it until like before things go sour. Uh, so maybe that's why I don't like you don't fight with your friends yeah. and you're also very easy going uh, yeah I so guess. so for me it's like okay it's fine if yeah it's just deferring then you just leave it uh. yeah and if and most of the time they are willing to just let it go because to them it's like small issue yeah, it's a small issue and to me it's like it's a non-issue because from the get-go I wasn't trying to like win win the point it was me trying to understand better, like, eh, how come you feel that way? Like, or you think that way? It's just intriguing to me that people, good, people will think differently. And how all of them feel that it's fairly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, bringing it back to, like, why we are doing this podcast, right? Yeah. Do you know the, the podcast that you listen to, the Eric Schumann? Yes. Is it Eric it, Schumann? The mathematician. Oh, the Eric Weinstein. Weinstein? Oh, yeah. Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah. Who's Eric Schumann? <laughs> I have no idea. What the heck? 
I think that's like Eric Schumer, but who is he? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Why did the name come up? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So he has quite an interesting concept where he does like reverse advertising. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah I know, no. He approached people that he's willing to... No, no, no. No, 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 no. not he approached people. I think he advertised products that he wants to work with. Yeah, that's so crazy and interesting. But it makes sense, huh? Because... Then it makes because to him ethically it makes sense. Because it's something that he's willing to endorse. And if they are willing to work with him, then okay, that's fine. If he's unwilling to work with him, he still feels that I mean it's a decent enough product that I'm using and I want people to know about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very it's so cool. Yeah. Right. I mean it makes sense, right? I mean if if you have the uh fame and the notoriety that you can influence people's uh generally you do reverse advertising when you're small, I guess. Because, like, advertisers are taking a risk on you by giving you money. Yeah. So, you're sort of, like, giving them a free advertisement first. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, I thought it was such a good concept. Yeah, but probably to him it's, like, not the... Like, I don't think money is a major concern to him, to him per se, it's definitely still a concern though. If he's talking about advertisements. I guess he... No, I mean like... No, because end of the day, he... Probably he hires a team to do... To it. do the podcast. Yeah, so he has to pay someone. So yeah. it's more of like, the business has to make at least some... Like sustaining... Yeah, yeah. If not, if not, how do you pay out the paycheck? I mean, it can't be out of the pocket all the time. That's true. Yeah, so so it's, it's fair like, for him to... Okay, so... Bringing it back, right? Yeah. What would be, what would be, a product, service, or anything online that, you would, reverse advertise. Currently. Yeah. Like I know it's quite a. Difficult question to answer. Like on the spot. Mm. Yeah, but off the top of your head, do you have. Something. Mm. For me, personally, I'm still thinking. But, yeah. Off the top of my head, probably would be financial services or that I'd use though. Uh, like, uh, maybe, like, some brokerage platform, investment platforms okay. that I've used. Um, yeah, and personally feel that it's decent. Like, what's one? Fine, just give me one. One would be either, if let's say, uh, it's either you can use the Stand chart brokerage. Okay. Or if you have high enough, um, what's that called? Investment amount, then you can look at uh, interactive brokerage. I see. Interactive brokerage is a company. Yeah, IB. It's called. It's, it's the short form is called IB. Yeah, IB stands for investment bankers. No, I mean like it's just people. Was it like? Did they try to make a play on the word? No, 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 no. I think they are a very huge like company in the US. Interactive like, brokers. Yeah. They they are a very huge like brokerage company in the US. Also you invest in the US market through them. Uh. Yeah. I As see. in like currently I'm only using Stanchart because my because of like the fees involved. The investment cap is too high. As in like in order to make it uh, make How much is it? for which one? Let's say you want to buy something in the US stock market. Uh, for stand chart is uh, there's a fee. Lo. 
No, for interactive brokers. Interactive brokerage is that uh, they have a minimum $10 charge if you uh, if your trade doesn't cross that threshold. So minimally, uh, there will be a $10 charge every month. So the, oh, the, every month? Yeah. Even if there's no trade. Uh, so it's a minimum fee kind of thing. So for for ten dollars, if let's say you don't, you minimally have to invest like one thousand USD to make uh fee, uh fee cents uh, to switch over to IB. Oh. Yeah. So for now, as in I'm not investing one k one k USD. One k USD is like uh one point four k per month. Oh, per month. Yeah, per month is not. <laughs> yeah. So 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 like for the for me like currently I'm not investing so much. Yeah. Yeah. So until my income is uh higher level, then then I will shift to IB. Okay. Probably a few years time. Then what would you say is your best investment so far? My best investment. Like, have you actually make a? What's the opposite of a paper gain? Uh, realized gain. Yeah, realized gain. Yeah. No, no, I I haven't made any realized gain because. Yeah, the long term. Kind. Yeah. And I don't need the money now. So So you have not made any real escape? No. It's all paper gains. Uh yeah. I mean like why do you need to make a real gains now? I mean there's a lot of reasons. Uh. Some people like you know in their head they have this number, mm. like okay, if my stocks grow if my this stock grow by fifty percent, yeah. then sell it. Yeah, but there's a more of like a trading mentality. Like to me, like your investment like, mentality. Yeah, because like if I want to take profits, then it should be when I require the money, not when I feel that profit should be taken. Okay. Yeah, because then you have to spend so much time seeing oh, when do I buy into a market? When do I sell it? Then like then it becomes like a chore. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't don't want to do that. That's the point. Okay. Yeah. So more of a passive investment kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Like, see now, now I know like, of interactive brokers. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's that's very cool. I mean, there there's a lot of resources online. All these are found, like through online resources, etc. Yeah. yeah. Like. But what if what if people just listen to a podcast? You know. Yeah. Then they. You like, can be hopeful. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if you are that like single listener? Yeah. yeah. But they still have to look up for the information uh, and if it really fits their need. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Any any other reasons why you are doing the podcast? Any other reasons? Mm, not really. Not much. Uh. I think what I've already expressed most of my motivations or reasons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've run out of reasons, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yourself anything like else? Any other striking? I think it's about the it's still very much about trying to fail at things. Oh. I think growing up, right, mm-hmm. because we are so conditioned to to succeed basically. Uh. Mm. Like you can't fail your exams, you you can't fail at school kind of so that sort of setting makes failure like a no-go mm. so I think the first time where I really felt 
shitty about myself was when I failed the military driving test like five times. Okay. Wow, I was crushed eh. I was like, oh my god, like, I've never felt so much in my life. And that was like a new feeling. Uh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I, f- I feel that if I actually felt more when I was younger, mm. maybe it wouldn't be that foreign. Mm. You know? Because school is quite easy, right? Like, <laughs> not for everyone. <laughs> not for everyone, but I mean... Generally for you. La. Generally, like hard work kinds of determine your results. I mean, also not for everyone. But yeah, yeah. Some people just cannot. Yeah. Study. And maybe that's good, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, I know of so many people who cannot study and they end up pursuing what they want to do mm. and they are better off. Mm. Like, there's this guy, so he was in my JC. Yeah. He's really good in um, language. Okay. But he stuck at maths. Mm. So, being a JC student, right, yeah. you have to be good in all subjects mm. to progress to uni or whatever. Mm. Yeah, and I guess he didn't really make it. <laughs> because, you know, if your sciences and math sucks and that's what your causes are, then... Yeah. Your results will be there. So why not? So why not? He decided to pursue Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like out of nowhere, but Mm. he was just really interested Mm. in the Japan culture, anime stuff. Then, you know, as in, I found this out like a few years back. Like, he's just working as a English teacher now in Japan. Like, that's so cool. And he's actually leaving what he wanted to do. Yeah. Might not be what he actually envisioned, but he managed to somehow get there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of path to, to take. Uh. I mean, like, true, uh, studying one, is one way. Uh, but, like, there's so many other non-conventional paths that you can take towards yeah. your own success eventually. Uh, I won't say that there's a single correct uh, pathway. It's just that for the majority of the populace, it just makes more sense to study. Because not everybody can go out, go down the unconventional path. Yeah. yeah. It's not suited for everybody. Personality-wise and probably um, determination-wise. Yeah. It's, it's not an easy road to take though, if you want to like, deviate from study. Actually, oh yeah, you reminded me. I wanted to bring it up just now, but yeah. I forgot. Working for yourself is actually 10 times harder than being an employee. Because you can kind of like AFK when mm. you're an employee. You don't really need to worry about your income kind of because it's fixed. Mm. So that's like a plus mm. in terms of stress levels. Yep. And it's a lot easier because usually you're told what to do. Mm. Versus when you're working out for yourself, you need to be really good at scheduling. I think that's like extremely important. Mm. Schedule your days, your weeks, your projects, etc. And you need to be very clear on what you'll be doing in those 
like time. Yeah. So that you don't waste it. Yep. I guess it's very easy and very convenient. When you have the freedom, you're most like... I mean, it's human nature, but it's so much easier to slack off. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, so there need to be some kind of um, self-drive, I guess. Mm. Yeah, so being... So my point is, like, being an employee working at 9 to 5 is not exactly worst off. It's yeah. just that the money is kept. Yeah. That's, like, my biggest thinking. Uh. It's mm. always kept by your time. And nowadays, it's not even that. Because working hours is, like, always increasing. Mm. I feel, like, people are getting more busy despite having more technologies at their fingertips. That is quite yeah. ironic. Uh. It's just that mm, work is evolving at such a pace that... Uh, Actually, I... Okay. That, that, that everybody is becoming more efficient in some sense that they are being exploited in some ways to uh, be even more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. But I still feel automation has not caught up to what is needed. Because mm, very, time, uh, yes, very little people know how to automate. I would say, like yeah. even myself, um, I don't actually know everything about Excel that well to be able to automate it. Mm. And I feel that I could be more efficient at work if I had like the skills of a really good Excel person or something. Yeah, like some people, they just. I have one friend, right? He works in an airline company. Yeah. So he's just like finding work all the time. So he's just like, oh, maybe I can help this lady to like automate her Excel. Because apparently her Excel is like transposing the India flights to like different columns, like departure time and all all that thing. But the older lady does it manually. So he was like, oh my God. If, if I can do it within an hour versus a whole day, that would save a lot of time. So he, he just automated it for her. I yeah. Guess. yeah. But it's a slippery slope. Uh. So you have to... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> the job thing, is it? Yeah. I mean, I automate I... people out of jobs. Uh. No, no. Because like, then, um, like, are you in some ways, uh, how to say, uh, yeah, destroying the yeah. job or someone else yeah, 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 yeah. because then um, the likelihood is that probably your boss or someone would recognize it then they would not need this personnel to be doing this work this part yeah. of the job so the personnel either has to adapt to a new uh, workload or, or another role or something. yeah or another role but my but I still strongly believe that menial tasks like manual entries and stuff mm. should be left to automation that is what I strongly believe. Like I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it looks nice, lah. But if you look at all those people, they are doing menial tasks and they are earning. But do you think? Income. I don't know. Do no. you think that they are leading fulfilling lives doing menial tasks? I feel like that's maybe, not uh, maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not them, lah. But the thing is that you can't expect everybody to be doing fulfilling jobs, cause not everybody is at the mental capacity or the ability to do doing jobs uh huh yeah so if you're unable to provide them with a job 
then how uh, will they live as an individual? Then if if to them a menial job is fulfilling enough, then you are basically robbing them away from the uh, ability to have a fulfilling life. Yeah. Because then they basically cannot find a job. Then what do you want them to do? Actually, you remind me of the story that Andrew Young was talking about. So, Andrew Young is like this. Yeah, I know, I know him. <laughs> yeah, but for, uh, for the podcast uh, yeah, purpose. Yeah. Andrew Yang is like this um, Asian guy that... Candidate. Yeah. President. That's running for the US presidency. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, he has some, like... I think some guy make an anime... Oh, is uh, it? Uh, ...on YouTube. Yeah, you should probably check it out later. About pretty him? Cool. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool about his presidency. Okay. Yeah, later we can check it out. Yeah, pretty but cool. he was talking about this idea of automation. Yeah. And specifically, truck drivers in the US. Mm. So he was saying... Okay, if Tesla actually manages to make all trucks automated on the road, right? Actually, it doesn't even have to be like full autonomy currently. It just has to be uh, level 2 in the sense that able to keep lanes and stuff. Yeah. Then you would like, lessen the load of truck drivers by so much. Because yeah. a lot of their journey is very long distance. Correct. So they're on the highway a lot. Yeah. So, so, if, so now we are... Mm-hmm. We are we are talking about full automation. Means yeah. basically you don't need any humans. And he was saying, okay, if that actually happens in the next decades, right? Millions of truck drivers are going to lose their jobs. So yeah. exactly what you said, uh, this yeah. menial task, which actually earns quite a good living for some people. Yeah. But they are, are going to be very, wiped very up. Hard, yeah, they are working very hard. Uh, but actually, I, I would consider it unfulfilling to me, uh, to yeah. be a truck driver working that amount of hours, like, driving a truck. Like, that would be unfulfilling. But sure, people can be fulfilled by that kind of activity. Yeah, but just about the automation thing. Uh. 